Welcome to the Baseball Show, Chicago's only interactive nightly show focused on the Cubs, the White Sox, and Major League Baseball. On radio, on app, on podcast. Listen to the show your way on ESPN 1000 or the new ESPN Chicago app. Presented by Goose Island Beer Company and sponsored by the Points Bet Sportsbook. The Baseball Show on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. All right, as a baseball city, should we just shake that one off from yesterday? Two walk-off home run losses for the Cubs and the White Sox. You take those tapes, you light those tapes on fire, and you call it a you call it a next day. But now it doesn't look like a good next day for the White Sox right now either. Speaking of bottom three, the Indians are up one nothing on the Sox early in this contest. I believe it was Santana that went yard off Giolito. one nothing Indians in Cleveland. We'll keep our eyes on that matchup as the Cubs and the Pirates will face off in Pittsburgh in just moments. Cal Hendricks on the mound tonight for the Chicago Cubs. He's 6-4 and four with a 2.93 ERA. And Cal Hendricks has been pitching better as of late for the Chicago Cubs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just noticed that uh, Trevor Williams has given up 14 home runs. So, hold on. I have some gambling I need to do. Yeah, Trevor uh, Williams for the Pirates. He's 1-8 with a 6.70 ERA. I have some gambling I need to do. Yeah, is is that what you're going to try and fit in here at the start of the show? The game starts in three minutes. All right, well, let me me fill for you. Let's get to tonight's first pitch. The first pitch. Play ball. Throwing out the first pitch, and I have to say, this was rather impressive. On the baseball show. Right there's your first pitch, and then some. On ESPN 1000. You know, it's the baseball show. Black and Abdallah with you every single night right here on ESPN 1000. If you want to talk baseball, this is the show for you. You can call us at 312-332-3776. Did you get your bet in? Well, I okay, so to hit a home run tonight... Schwarber, I'm thinking. Okay. Rizzo, I'm thinking. Okay. And Hayward, I'm so thinking. You're in sprinkle, no hat? I'm going to sprinkle. Hap, he's, it's only plus 310. Like, okay. I know that's good money, but you know what I'm saying? All right. And Schwarber's only plus 290. Hap li- does have the most home runs, though. I like the Hayward play. Hayward 7-1 to to hit a home run tonight. But my point is this. The Cubs are getting fat and happy off the Pirates. Not last night, obviously, but this is a team that they have beaten a few times over this season, you know? Um, They have a game tonight and a game tomorrow during the day, and then you get that three-game set against the White Sox to end the season, and David Ross today already talking about how he's going to start giving pitchers days off leading into the the, the postseason that's going to start next week. So the Cubs lineup tonight uh, leading off Happ in center, Rizzo at first, Contreras catching, Schwarber the DH, Mabin in left, Hayward in right, Baez the shortstop, second base Kipnis, and at third, Bodie is uh, playing third tonight. Chris Bryant out once again, out of the lineup. And uh, Kyle Hendricks on the mound. This is something interesting from pregame from David Ross. Manager David Ross talking about how the players are handling not meeting the expectations that we've had for them. You know, the core four, really, uh, the, the, the solid group of this Cubs lineup, all hitting around 200, all struggling. Rizzo, Bryant, Baez, Schwarber. Uh, so here's David Ross before the game talking about how the players are handling not meeting expectations. My first time managing, so, you know, 
balancing expectations that other people have and, and these guys put on themselves. I, you know, I try to just find a positive Avenue every day that these guys come to work and, and put their best foot forward. You know, the power home runs, home runs rarely come when you try to hit them. I know that. I know that from my baseball experience. So, um, yeah, just having the good at bats, getting back to what we do well. Uh, I can't really explain the lack of power. Uh, you know, I can't. It's not really a lot to explain in this whole season. It's it's unique in, in so many ways. And so um, we're all getting through it the best we can. And I think we've done a, done a really nice job of that. So that's David Ross pregame. And that's our first pitch tonight, talking Cubs baseball with you at 312-332-3776. I heard a couple of things in there, Abdallah, that mm-hmm. I want to kind of dissect and get to. Mm-hmm. Um, one... So for like, are we doing this as a sports society, as a baseball society uh, for any team struggling or any player struggling? We're chalking this up to 2020 pandemic weird season. Like, is that what we're doing? Because I I just want to make sure final week of the baseball season here. We're heading towards the playoffs. We're going to celebrate teams, right? I saw the Cubs put out a little tweet that they they qualified for the playoffs, right? So there's a bit of a celebration on their end, right? Mm-hmm, so we're mm-hmm, going to mm-hmm. celebrate things in this weird pandemic season, but then we're also going to chalk things up as, oh, you know, can't hit home runs, uh, you know, or 18th in, in hitting home runs in Major League Baseball, but pandemic, weird year. Uh, we're uh, 27th in average, and our core four, Basically, have sucked all season, but we're uh, pandemic. Is that what we're going to do? Like, is Hayward using the pandemic card here? Is Hap pulling the uh, pandemic card? Well, no, I'm, I'm serious. Like, what are we supposed to do as baseball fans, as a baseball society, mm-hmm. when we look at the likes of, like, uh, hmm, Juan Soto? Juan Soto's having a incredible year, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jose Abreu having an incredible year. Well, yeah. uh, pandemic here. Like, what, what are we doing with this? Well, here's I, this goes back to something I said before the season started. I go, you're not going to want to put an asterisk on a World Series title unless it's not your team. You know? Like, if, if, if the Cubs end up winning the World Series, every team, every other fan is going to say, well, yeah, a shortened year. I mean, you know, anything can happen, that type of thing. Like, are the Dodgers saying that? No, I'm, I'm saying no. This isn't, it's an excuse. That is an excuse. It is an excuse that, how about this? Chris Bryant's just hurt. Chris Bryant just isn't performing well. Like these guys just aren't performing. It has nothing to do with, you know, before the, when the regular season starts as scheduled in late spring and you're like, oh, well, it's cold out. The bats will heat up when the weather heats up. Okay, fine. And then, you know, oh, well, this guy's just going through a slump. Oh, this guy's just, you know, banged up. Well, everybody's kind of banged up. And this is just a, that's just, I believe, an excuse for guys that are slumping right now. Okay, so that's that's one of the two things I want to bring out of this. The second thing I heard from David Ross there is when you're trying to hit home runs, it's harder to hit home runs. Maybe for him. Because (laughs) isn't all of baseball, all they do now is trying to hit home runs? Isn't that what exit velo and and launch angles about is trying to hit home runs i put it up in the air and let the the speed of the pitch coming in and your launch angle allow to hit the home run. isn't that what baseball is today yes. or am i am i an idiot here no you are not an idiot at you least tr- not trying to home runs you get kid it's tough yeah. to hit no, home no, run. no no like, you are not isn't an that idiot. what baseball is now is trying to hit home runs that's that's all anyone complains about three outcomes strikeouts walk or home runs that's it everyone's trying to hit home runs 
You are not an idiot, okay. at least at least in this right. sense. But okay. I do think that what he's talking about is guys are trying to win the game in one swing. And when you're trying to win the game in one swing, that's, that's, that's when you're you're gripping the bat tighter. You know what I mean? Like guys are pressing now. Guys like Javi are pressing. Guys like Chris Bryant are when he's in there are pressing. Guys like you know Contreras are pressing. I think that these guys feel the pressure of this possibly being the last time this core is together. Anthony Rizzo's talked about that before. I think they're feeling the pressure of, you know, being in first place, but but not being taken seriously as a contender. I think that these guys are also feeling the pressure of the team, you know, a few miles to the south that for, for at least the beginning part of the season up until beginning part of the season, most of the season until about a week ago, we're hitting the ball a country mile during every single game. I think they're feeling a lot of pressure, and they also know that it's getting late early. They also know that the the postseason starts in less than a week. The postseason starts for the National League a week from today. And so they have to get their blank together within a week. And if you go in and for the entire season you haven't been able to hit, because what have you heard from their front office? They they Look, players see everything. They read everything. They hear everything, especially now. Right? There's nothing else to do. You're not doing anything else. Are they going out and having dinners? Are they are they are they going to they doing stuff? Are they going out into the uh, into stuff? the playpen? Are they going out in the playpen play and and, uh, and and hanging out in, in boats and stuff? Socially distancing. Socially distant. Socially distanced. <laughs> um, my point is that they know what's going on, and when you see your front office, yeah. when you see Theo and Jed saying, "Well, we just hope the it clicks for these guys." They hope it's clicking for them too. So I think that's what he means. I think he means that guys are trying to win ball games with one swing. All right, that's our first pitch tonight. David Ross before the game talking about his team trying to manage the expectations. Your phone calls at 312-332-3776. Let's go to Carl in Antioch. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Carl? Hey, friend. And let me just say you're not an idiot. You're a smart man. Don't don't do that. You're, you're not an idiot. You're a wonderful man, and you speak your opinion. Don't call yourself an idiot. You're a wonderful human being. Thank you, Carl. Um, I wanted to ask a hypothetical. If you think the Cubs and the White Sox are likely to make it in the World Series, what would be your matchups as far as pitching decisions? Oh, good question. Thank you, Carl. Well, let's uh, discuss that. Obviously, you Darvish going against Giolito would be your number one matchup. Kyle Hendricks on the mound, number two for the Cubs, and I would go with Dallas Keuchel. Then for the White Sox, the third matchup, I'm going the Dane Dunning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're going to hope that John Lester's ready to go, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you give me that little sounder? Yeah, no, I'll give it to you. But answer Carl's question. Anthony Rizzo just homered one nothing Cubs. Yeah, well, see, that's why you got to sprinkle it around, right? Sprinkle it, sprinkle it on the infield, sprinkle it on the infield. Yeah, I think that you know, I don't think you play any games with uh, you know maybe put. I think you go, you Darvish. If if this is the way it lines up now, I don't know how many days are going to be in between the championship series and the World Series. You know, if you go seven games in a championship in the uh, NLCS and you need you Darvish and it lines up where you well, yeah, Darvish yeah, but, but pitches. Answer Carl's question. These two teams are matching up. You got a day or few to rest. Okay, give me go, the lineup. You, you you're you're giving Darvish me all these. One, you're you're, you go, you you're Darvish, adding Kyle, caveat to this. You Darvish. Just answer. Kyle Hendricks. John Lester. They're slippery here on Carl's question. Well, I mean. Carl, is he being slippery? Shouldn't he just answer your question? Am I slipping? Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Is he is he being slippery on uh, your question? Are we slipping? Um, you know, you know what? I I want to identify if we're doing righty lefty and who's leading off for both teams. Perfect. I'll handle that. Ian Happ and Tim Anderson. 
<laughs> we'll take more of your phone calls at 312-332-3776. I think he wants the, the in-depth pet pitching matchups. That's what he would like. Look it up during the break. Give it to In us depth when we pitching come back. matchups. Yeah, yeah. Alec Mills pitches a game. Al- Albert Alzale pitches game okay. six. All I've right. been to the future. All right. Dylan Cease pitches game five. The baseball show with Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Crochet gets one inning to start the game. Okay, all right. Ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen. Gas. Chialito just gets out of a jam, a mess of an inning. White Sox and the Indians. Woo! All right. All right. Things are okay. All right. Good? Yeah. Uh, and before we uh, we go to our next call here, can I just say something? Yeah. Uh, this week has not gone well for the White Sox No, at it has all. not. Last week, uh, what, what's the old saying? Uh, it was all good just a week ago? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's exactly how I felt. Uh, yeah. last week and then now with this week that's how I felt feel now because wow things have not gone well for the Chicago White Sox at the wrong time heading into the playoffs you clinch and now you forgot that you got to play out the rest of the season here because seeding's going to matter and I don't want to face the Indians in the first round because so far this season you've won two games and lost six against the Cleveland Indians so we'll keep our eyes on the Indians and the White Sox also the Cubs and the Pirates tonight Black and Abdallah talking baseball with you here on ESPN 1000. 312-332-3776. We go to Tim on the south side. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Tim? Hey, Chris. How you doing, buddy? I'm all right, man. Listen, it's been a sad week for White Sox fans. I understand. But you said that the Cubs are getting fat over the Pittsburgh Pirates. I guess that's what That was Abdallah. That's what Cleveland's doing with the White Sox right now. (laughs) Hey, you know, I called your buddy Cap, and, you know, I defended the Cubs because some caller called in and said they haven't hit since 2015. So I called up and I said, are you insane not to just yell at this guy? You know what he called me? A chicken. I heard it. fraud. Oh, did you hear when, after you hung up, he called you a chicken? Oh. Yeah, he called me a chicken and a fraud. And I'm sitting there trying to defend a team. Six winning seasons in a row, a World Series championship, five out of six playoff appearances, and he calls me a fraud? He's a fraud Cub fan. He doesn't, what he's trying to do is do both sides of town, and that's a fraud. I respect you, Chris. You're a White Sox fan. You love Louis Robert, even though he sucks. A hundred million dollars, <laughs> and he looks like Gordon Beckham. But right. you still defend him with your life. Right. You you are a Sox fan. Kaplan is a coward. He's a coward and a fraud because he's trying. He was married to a sexy, sexy woman for six years. Now he thinks the White Sox are a hot blonde that he just picked up in a bar. Now he's going to be a Sox fan for a while. I am calling you guys from now on. You know I am a meatball Cub fan. I am a dynamite Cub fan. I defend the Cubs because I love the Cubs. You defend the Sox because even though the Sox suck right now, you defend them. I mean, Lucas Cialito just got out of a, a pitching jam, but these not, they're not going to beat Shane Beaver. They're going to lose three in a row. You know it, and I know it. <laughs> and the Sox are going to be in second place which is embarrassing. I, I fear that. I fear that. Yes, I do. Yes, it's embarrassing. And then they're going to face Plesak tomorrow, mm. and it's embarrassing again. No good. After all of that year, whole year, Louis Robber, Rookie of the Year, and you got all this. Uh, now you're going to Don't forget about the, the uh, MVP, Abreu. Mm-hmm. Abreu's going to be MVP. You know, the steroids help. 
but the steroids do help, <laughs> and we've already proven that. Yeah. And I hope he doesn't become MVP because you guys need that. You guys need something. Because after you get beat in the first round by somebody, it's embarrassing to have a year like you guys just had and then have this week just fall apart. And then the Cubs are going to play you already clinching the division, and, you know, the Cubs are going to rest guys, you know, So, but you'll brag about beating the Cubs if you do beat the Cubs. Oh, of course, yeah, right. You know, you'll, you'll brag, like like if, uh, you know, you uh, Darvish is going to go for the Cy Young on Friday, so you know he's going to try to pitch well. Shane Bieber is pitching right now, so it's you Darvish and Shane Bieber you're going to face. But what I'm trying to say is tell Kaplan he's the fraud and tell him I said so because when he hung up and called me a chicken, I said, this is the worst Cub fan I've ever heard on the radio. At least, Chris, you're a Sox fan. You defend your team. Fred Eubner, Carmen DeFalco, they defend their team. Kaplan is, is a wuss, and he'll always be a wuss because he's rooting for both teams. Be a man. Root for one side of town or the other. This, this, this say you're a Cub fan, Sox fan is embarrassing. I respect you more than Kaplan, Chris. Well, I really do. I, and I, I, after the Sox get beat tonight, I'll give you a call okay, and I'll let right. you know I feel bad for Louis Robber and the whole team. <laughs> well, hopefully he doesn't have an error that costs him the game uh, again. Yeah, it, 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 not, only, not only he's not hitting, he's, you're gonna, he's turning into Gordon Beckham before your eyes. Same with Aloya in the outfield. No, I mean, well, listen, Robert's going to be good. Gonna be a left yeah, field. come on, gonna, Robert's gonna not going to. Robert's not Gordon Beckham. No, 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 no. He, he's going to be all right defensively, but he his head is just messed up right now, and that's what happened with Gordon Beckham for five years. Five years of Gordon Beckham. You don't want to see that after giving this guy a hundred million dollars. But, oops. Can uh, two things before we let you go, Tim? Uh, one, uh, I agree. I don't. I don't think it was fair that Cap called you a chicken. I heard Thank the you. I heard the phone I mean, call tell, live. And t- and tell tell yeah. him I if I ever call a show again, well, because the only reason I did because I called that caller, I said he was like he was like Jonathan Hood's uncle because he's a Sox fan, and Kaplan called me. I don't know what he called me. I, well, I, I was defending Anthony Rizzo. He, he started for, yelling at you pretty quickly in the conversation. Yeah, and yeah, Anthony Rizzo yeah. was just coming on. I just wanted to let Anthony Rizzo know Cub fans respect him. Right. And, and six years of winning. Absolutely. I, the other thing I, I would point out is a little birdie has told Abdallah and I that uh, it bothers Cap that you don't call his show. Well, he, he, what you just heard... After I defend the Cubs, he rips me. I mean, he's embarrassing as a Cub fan. Let him know I respect you and Carmen DeFalco more as Sox fans than him as a Cub fan. If he was not, can't he just defend his team after six years of winning instead of saying Chris Bryant sucks, Jose Quintana sucks, Dylan Cease is great, Louis Robber is great? Before they even play one season, do you think Dylan Cease is great? Uh, no, I wouldn't say great. I think well, his stuff has a potential. It's uh, it's all over the place, though. Yeah. He needs to find the zone. That's what I would suggest. Okay, everybody needs to find a zone. But he <laughs> he could turn into Johnny Danks and Gavin Floyd before your eyes. Johnny I mean, Danks! I like Johnny Danks. Gavin oh, Floyd! Yeah, Johnny Danks is great until uh, Don Cooper got a hold of him. Maybe your pitching coach is a problem because Maybe Dunning is. is now starting to look like crap. I mean, it, it, well, here, listen, Chris. I hope both of us meet in the World Series in Texas 
but I got a feeling. I got a feeling the Chicago Cubs are going to get their act together here towards the end of the season. You know why? Because they have experience mm. and they know how to win. The Sox don't. Do you want? That's why you see this week falling apart. Tomorrow they're going to be in third place. Do you want right, to tell Tim? Do you want? No. Tim. Well, do you want to tell Tim before right. we let him go what happened? Tim, uh, still there? Uh, bottom first. The Pirates are in the lead now, two not, two to one over the two Cubs. Back to back, Frazier Hayes back. with home right. runs. Aren't we going to get fat over them, Chris? It was Abdullah who said that. I said they I have been. I said they have been. Look at their schedule this year. They've beaten up on the Pirates. That's what right, they've and done. And Cleveland's beaten up on the White Sox. Yeah, we'll see about that. Two on, no outs. Well, you can't see about it. It's already done. It's six to two. I mean, they're already up, up six to two Tim's games. I mean, mm. all right. And, Tim, and remember well, when I called you up and I said the yeah. White Sox are twenty-one yeah, and three against team. Detroit, Kansas yeah. City, and yeah. that's a pretty cute team yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're thirteen and eighteen against everyone else. All right, Tim. Thank you for the call. We'll talk to you hey, soon. Hey, all right, hey, Chris. Yeah, it's growing. Not down in your pants, but it's growing. We got yep. a pretty cute team there. <laughs> what? What just? Do you happened? have a decoder ring for that? What just happened? I don't even know. What? I don't have a baseball update, but I just felt like hitting the baseball tonight. Chums. I can it is now tied at one. Oh yeah, for the White Sox. How about that? Uh, White Sox and Indians tied at one, and uh, the, Abreu scores. Yeah, Abreu scores, and Carnacion with the RBI. Yeah, with the same. I'm. I am. Pretty I am good. Out of one, one, top four in am, Cleveland. What was that? Something. All right. Uh, can I uh, talk to you about this quickly? Yeah. Um, Tim brought up. The World Series. Mm-hmm. Now, did you see this column from Bob Nightingale earlier today where he got a chance to interview Rob Manfred? Did you see this by mm-hmm. chance? Yep. So remember when the NLCS, the ALCS, the destinations for the playoffs were announced? Yeah. In the World Series, it mm-hmm. was announced. And people are like, hold up. They're going to select for the NLCS Texas? So the National League's going to play in Texas, mm-hmm. in in the Rangers ballpark? Yeah. And that's where the World Series is going to be? Yeah. Kind of like a head-scratcher, right? Like, yeah, why not? Well, well, I mean, but why? Like, all right, right? Like, it was one of those things you kind of look at and you're like, huh, that doesn't make sense. Well, today, in the USA Today, Bob Nightingale got a chance to talk with Rob Manfred, and the commissioner says that Major League Baseball plans to have fans at the NLCS and the World Series. And I saw that today, and I was like, ah, that's why they picked Texas. Cash money. Because they want fans in the ballpark Mm -hmm. for these games. They want money. Okay, so if you're a, a Cub fan and the Cubs get to the NLCS, would you travel down to Texas I mean, there's Cubs fly fans to all Texas? over the country. I don't yeah, think you need to travel. If you're living go. here in the city, would you fly to Texas yeah. and attend one of these games? I think there will be Cubs fans that would do that because I think that, you know, it's it's not something you get to see every single year. This could be the last run of this team together. You know, this team would be – this team is constructed right now is would be lucky to get to the NLCS. So I know that there would be Cubs fans. I mean, we take calls from fans all the time, Chris, that say if the Bears opened up the stadium this week, they would go. You know, I know they're on the road, but you know what I mean. Like if they had if they had games, uh, if they had fans at their next game, they would go. I'm sure fans would show up to the next game at uh, at the rate 
on Friday when it's Cubs socks if yeah, you but, opened it up. Yeah, I know that people would go in their market. I'm I'm saying, would you travel to yes. a different market to people go would. to the game? People would. Would okay. I? No, people would, though. So from the, the article, it says that uh, Manford, beginning with the NLCS on October the 12th, it has a 40,000-seat Globe Life field. It's where the Rangers play. Here's the quotes from Manfred. We are pressing ahead with fans in Texas. With ticket sales announced expected soon, one of the most important things to our game is the presence of fans. Starting down the path of having fans in the stadium in a safe and risk-free environment is a very, very important part of our game. Do you think this is smart for Major League Baseball to not only, like, here's what I thought. I thought it was a bit messy the way they handled setting up these uh bubble team bubbles in their cities and then traveling all over and we saw twice where teams had to postpone games because of COVID-19 and then they said okay well we're going to do a bubble for the playoffs I'm like okay this makes real that makes a lot of sense like smart finally like baseball is going to do what the NHL and the NBA are doing and they're going to accomplish their playoffs Mm -hmm. but really the only reason they're doing this is so then they can put it in places where they can, they can have fans at the World Series. Yeah, absolutely. Because like, if, if the Cubs or the Sox got to the World Series and they were playing in their home stadiums, the local jurisdictions would not allow for fans to be at Wrigley or Guaranteed Rate. Well, I mean, so yes you put and it, no. If you put it in Texas, where things are a lot different in, in the response to COVID-19, mm-hmm. you could say, well, we have a playoff bubble here, but yes, we're also having fans in the stadium. Yeah, but also you could have it at Wrigley, and they have fans in the rooftops that the Ricketts own. But still, like locally, the officials will not allow no. Wrigley Field uh-uh. to have fans in, just no. like fans can't go to Soldier no. Field, even though fans can go to a Kansas City Chiefs home game. I would imagine, I would gamble that those games will be, whatever capacity they're allowed to be, would be sold out because it's rare for teams to get to a World Series, you know, and I think that uh, people will definitely travel for that. I think you'd get you get people in Chicago that would travel. You would get people, you know, from uh, from everywhere that would from Cleveland that would travel from wherever te- whoever whoever has a, t- uh, a team in the World Series would travel to that to see. All right, what do you think of this? Uh, Major League Baseball is going to have fans in the NLCS in the World Series this season. We'll take your calls at 312-332-3776 next. The Baseball Show. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. So we're talking about Rob Manfred, uh, new quotes today to the USA Today, talking about fans being at the World Series, being at the NLCS, which will play in the Rangers' new ballpark Mm -hmm. in Texas. Do you like the idea that fans will be at the World Series? Does it even matter to you? To me, watching these baseball games, it doesn't even matter to me that there's no fans there. Like, it would be nice. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, if, if we were in a normal time, It'd be great to have fans in the ballpark, but oh, yeah, I get sure. it. It's uh, different. It's a different year. There's a pandemic going on. I understand. I'll just take the baseball. I'll watch the baseball. I'm okay with it. I think that I, I look, I'm not going to go. I don't think it matters for the players to have a few thousand fans in. Cause what are they going to do? 25%, 
capacity, so maybe 10,000 fans or so, twelve to 15,000 fans. I don't know what capacity is at the stadium, so I'm going to say between ten and 15,000. But I don't think that you need to force it. You know what I mean? Like, you're basically just forcing because you want ticket sales and you want to say, hey, look, we made it to the World Series, here's fans. Well, and like to me, like I don't, I don't know if there's really much of a point. I, like you watch, think about great baseball moments in playoff history. Mm-hmm. It's the home crowd in the home stadium, the towels that they're waving, or just the the sheer enjoyment they have when there's a unexpected home run from come from behind win or a big strikeout. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not going to get that. With ten thousand fans, no, because how close are they going to be? Yeah, seat stadium. You're like, not going to seat them in the lower bowl, maybe, or you're not going to seat them in the first few rows because they'd be too yeah. close to players. The more we talk about it, it's kind of stupid. All right, uh, we'll go your phones three one two three three two three seven seven six. Like, what's the point of having fifteen thousand fans at the World Series? I don't I understand the point of that. It's like uh, going into a big conference hall and everyone's spread out like wait like i don't understand the point of it cash man ben in austin texas listening on the espn chicago app you're on espn 1000 what's up ben yo what's up guys um so i do think i agree i mean it's only for money right um so we can we can just get past that but i would go to it i mean if it's in driving range for me or something i would uh i would go to the game i mean mask on and all that stuff. I mean, you know, all that stuff. But if they're going to do it, I would go. I think it would be fun. And I think a lot of Cubs fans would go. Ben, do you think uh, the only reason baseball put the NLCS in the World Series in Texas is to get to this end goal? To have have fans fans and make money? Yes, absolutely. For sure. And, like, it's just what it is. I don't know. I'm not going to, like, debate whether or not I think it's right or wrong for them to do that. I mean, they're going to do that because it's the MLB and they want to make up the lost revenue. But if it's going to be there, I'll go to it. I'll drive down. It would be fun. All right, or cool. drive up. Cool. Thanks for the call, Ben. Um, we appreciate it, man. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we'll see what happens, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, hey, if the Cubs get there, Ben will be there. Ben will be one of the fans getting into the stadium. How about that? Yeah, look, I think it's 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 from watching some of the NFL games and watching some of the college football games, like, Fans are keeping their distance, like they're staying in their section. If they bring, you know, four people, six people, they're kind of staying in their area. But you see, you can't, people are taking their masks off and that kind of thing. Like, you've done the whole season. What's the last two series? Listen, you you ride the CTA, you walk, you walk around the city. There's people that aren't wearing masks all over the place. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough to continue to get people to buy in. That's mm-hmm. something that we've known for months now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom on the Kennedy. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Tom? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. So I kind of agree. I don't know if, you know, what the point of, of implementing this kind of a policy is toward the end other than for financial reasons. And the things that kind of come to my mind are what kind of protocols and safety precautions are they putting in place for players and umpires and, and coaches for this whole process and, and what would happen if, you know, someone were to come in from the outside and, and kind of, ruin this bubble, what's the point of a bubble if you're allowing people to come in with apparently no like testing um, and how that would affect kind of the, the playoffs in general? Curious to hear what your thoughts are. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you for the call, Tom. I mean, like, to me, you want to limit the amount of people that have access. Now, obviously, fans in the stands won't have access to the players, 
because I would imagine that they're going to keep like you know how you watch the baseball game and in the in the outfield there's mm-hmm. like the tarps that they've now put yeah, where yeah, normally yeah. fans are. So I would imagine and I don't recall specifically. I've watched a few games at that new Rangers ballpark, but I don't recall if there's ever a spot where fans are in contact. Remember that old who's that kid from back in the day? The Orioles, Yankees. Uh, I think it was an ALCS where the kid, oh, the kid f- hit yeah. the ball, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. that's happened mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. because at Yankee Stadium, you can get fans reaching over yeah. to then get a home run ball. But yeah. like, I don't know if you can do that. And I don't think that they would put fans down the foul lines that are close enough where players would have contact with well, those fans. Here's the problem. If you're not testing people before they come into the stadium, it's not a bubble. You're not having a bubble. It's not a bubble. Don't you can't call it a bubble anymore because they're not they're not like the players are okay, they're going from it the doesn't hotel. matter if they're not even coming within, you know, a hundred yards of a like say say they only put people sitting mm-hmm. second deck and up. Okay. Right? Sure then. Fine. Do whatever you want to do. Make money. Make a few hundred thousand dollars. Marco, like, how North- much how much money can you possibly make from fifteen thousand fans? Some, I guess. I don't I mean, not a, not a whole heck of a lot, right? No. Marco in North Riverside, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Marco? Hey, maybe not a lot, but they're going to try to stretch it out because what they're going to create is four, maybe seven, if the series goes that far, little Super Bowls right there. Because it's not going to be fans like me and the guys. Ah. It's going to be the Draft Kings upper deck. It's going to be corporate sponsorship. It's going to be all the buddy system for everybody in the league. And, and it's not going to be, you know, you know, Tommy and me going down there to go watch a game and, and the kids watching the Super Bowl. It's all sponsorships for, for four games for 10, 15, 20,000 people. See, smart call, Marco, because this is one thing that we've debated for years with baseball. Mm-hmm. Should baseball have a centralized location for the World Series, give it out each and every year to a different stadium, a different city, and keep everyone in that city for a week plus yeah. and turn it into an event that's like the Super Bowl, right? Say you get two teams in Texas, and I mean, obviously this year is different because whatever takes place with the Super Bowl this season, it's not going to be the bonanza of uh, people flocking to a city, staying ho- in hotels, going to restaurants, enjoying the nightlife in that city. But mm-hmm. like, isn't that the idea? If this works well, to Marco's point, going forward, could you see baseball pitching an idea Pun in included there. Pitching an idea where the World Series is at a centralized location that cities bid on, and then you get all of that money, that revenue that comes into that city, much like a Final Four or a Super Bowl. I don't think so. I think you can, and I think like they can try. You can have here's what you can do, right? Because we know we've looked at the schedule. It's games one through seven, right? There's no off days. Right. So you could have World Series week. Because mm-hmm. there's no yeah. there's no uh, travel in between. The problem with that is, Chris, is that baseball is still so regional that only a handful of fans watch when it's not their team. And that's why you look at these matchups and you know the networks are hoping for the Yankees to get out of this. They're hoping for the Cubs to get out of this. They're hoping for the Astros, the Dodgers. They're hoping for a big-name team. Sorry, White Sox. Like, look, I would love to see the White Sox in the World Series, but they're not bringing in the same crowd as, as the Cubs fans are, okay? So to me, it's, it's tough. Not at all. Love the White Sox. Sox doll in the house. Don't, don't get me started. Um, the problem is that baseball is inherently a regional sport, 
and you're not going to get fans to tune in just because it's the World Series in a centralized location. That doesn't make it any better. In fact, it makes it more appealing when it's at Wrigley Field or when it's at Yankee Stadium or when it's in L.A. Like It makes it more appealing when the house is packed full of fans of that team. That makes it more appealing. Let's go to Matt on the road. Matt, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, guys. Hey, thanks for taking my call. No problem. What do you think? You know, I'll tell you what, if I'm a White Sox fan, and if the Sox made it to the World Series, I'm going to Texas. I, you know, I get the health concerns, but I'm sure they would do, you know, check people's temperatures before they get in, or you'd have to socially distance. I mean, I'll be honest, I have a couple young kids, and they're playing sports. I mean, they're they're playing football, they're playing baseball, and so I get the concerns, but I mean, it's almost like, we want to talk about sports professionally as, as if, you know, they're special and, you know, but look around society. I mean, kids are playing ball um, and a whole bunch of different things are happening. I mean, you got protests in the city tonight, you got all these things. So we want to talk about, you know, being responsible, but just kind of look around. I mean, people are adjusting to the new norm and it's happening everywhere. Go, go look at a park, go look at a baseball diamond. It's happening. And so, would I have any concerns about going to a World Series if the Sox were in it? Absolutely not. I'm in. Matt, and, let me you know, let me ask you a question. Uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs to have uh, fans in their stadium, they sent the season ticket holders like a um, saliva COVID nineteen test to take beforehand and then submit. Would you do that if, if Major League Baseball said, "Hey, Matt, uh, you're a Sox fan. You want to come down? You can come to the World Series, but we need a COVID nineteen." a negative test from you seven days out, and then you have to quarantine before you get to our gate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that sounds great, but, I mean, kind of like you guys were talking about, sports is, you know, baseball's regional, so people are going to be traveling there. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I've been on multiple flights. So, you know, I'm traveling for work. You know, you just you're responsible. So if they want to do that, I think that's great. But I, it doesn't make it bulletproof. doesn't mean yeah, that, right. you know, now someone's, you know, hop on a plane to get down there. Well, how do you know now what happened? So it seems like a great idea, but I don't know how you actually manage that. I just kind of like to, you know, check the temperatures before you get in or do something of that nature. But, again, you know, I just don't want to put, you know, sports in some sort of, you know, special bubble that all of a sudden they're held to a different standard. I mean, life is going on. People are playing sports. People are out. They're being, you know, active. And, you know, we just have to kind of adapt to the times. And sometimes I feel like we're looking at professional sports and people going to uh, professional sports like that's some sort of unique case. I mean, again, go to your local park, go to the local baseball diamond, and, you know, start looking what, what kids are doing and what athletes are doing. Oh, they're yeah. out there and yeah. they're playing sports. Yeah, thanks for the call, Matt. We appreciate it. Let's go to Doug in Arlington Heights. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Doug? What's going on, fellas? How are you? Good. We're good. Good. Hey, uh, so that's just a genuine question. I know people traveling back to Chicago need to quarantine for 14 days. Is that the case when you're heading down to Texas? And you think about it, if you're going to head down and go to those games, um, whether there is some sort of testing protocol in order to get into the stadium, that's great. That's up to MLB. We'll find that out. But are you really going to take two weeks off after you go to a baseball game and, you know, stay home from work, work for like two weeks just to go to a baseball game? You know, I mean, 
I just want to hang up and hear what you guys got to say. Yeah, that. that's that's a good question. Yeah, that's good, Doug, because I think some people, you know, that are working from home can do that a little easier than that, you know, than people that are working that have to go into work. Um, I think that that's a decision that a lot of people are having to make, not just going to sports games, but with like everything, you know, like a lot of weddings are canceled, but still some people are having weddings and it's like, okay, well, I can't go because I can't miss two weeks of work when I come back from that state, you know? So if, if, if Texas is on the list, right? Yeah, on coming this way. I'm yeah. looking up for Texas. If you're going to Texas. If you're going into Texas. I it, found as of it, yesterday, there are no restrictions entering Texas. So ye- you can enter Texas from ye- anywhere. Ha. Um, I, but coming back, no, yeah, it's a concern. But I think that if you... I think if you're going to the game, you have to weigh all the concerns. And you have to, you know... They find out how you're going to work from home from two weeks or figure that out. But there are, you know, there are, there are people that try to skirt everything, right? Yeah, there are well, people that won't just, that just won't be like, Hey, I, it's just like people that, that say they're sick and then end up at a baseball game, you know, like, like it's like a Ferris Bueller thing, yeah. you know, they say they're, they call in sick and they're, they're shown on TV at the, at a Cubs day game. You know, the same thing could happen. Oh, hey, I'm go- I'm going out of town for a few days. Where are you going? Oh, I'm just taking a few days off for me and the missus. We're just going to hang out at home for a little bit, a little staycation. Next thing you know, they're on TV in their Cubs jerseys in Arlington uh, for a game. And then it's like, hey, I'm back to work on Monday. It's like, well, I you come to my office real quick. Let's watch this video. 312-332-3776. Bleck and Abdallah here on the Baseball Show. This is the Baseball Show. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. It's a baseball show here on ESPN 1000. Black and Abdallah with you. Till 7.30 tonight. Short show tonight. Because the Heat and the Celtics have Game 4 of the Eastern Conference Finals. You can hear the game right here on ESPN 1000. Are you guys ready for Stab the Night? Ready for a little yeah. Stab the Night action? Jombie's on base percentage with 476. Stat of the Night. Damon's on base, 324. And Almeida's was 291. On the Baseball Show. Add that up and you get... Want me to speak? What point are you get? 1092. On ESPN 1000. All righty. Tonight's stab of the night is eight. Hmm. What could that be? Eight. Eight. Uh, well, it's not a magic number mm. because there's not that many games left. Well, it says uh, it's with the Dodgers from Los Angeles. Okay. It's not a magic number for them because yesterday really they clinched the NL West mm-hmm. for the eighth straight year. Wow. They have won the National League West. That is the third longest streak since divisions were established in 1969. This Mm. stat comes from our friend Sarah Langs at MLB.com. Can you guys tell me who the other two teams are since the Dodgers have the third longest streak since divisions were established in 1969? There are two teams who have longer streaks of winning their division. Do you know those two teams? One, I guess, should be pretty easy. Yeah. Yankees. The yeah, well, that's not the one I was thinking. Well, of. which which Yankees? Oh, jeez. So the oh, you, you don't have to give me specifically, but if you could give me like a, a Lou Gehrig, Yogi Berra, Yankees. No, 
No. The A-Rod Yankees. 98 to yeah. 2006 okay. Yankees. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Yankees. other one is in the 90s, too. Nine straight years, the Yankees won the American League East. Okay. The 90s as well. And, Eric, I'm guessing you know this answer. Yeah, that was the one I was leaning on was the Braves. Yeah, 14 straight years, 1999 to 2005, the Braves won the National League yeah. East. That's which, crazy. which I think we all kind of knew that one, yeah. the Yankees, not straight. But how about this? How about some credit to the Dodgers, the best team in baseball this year? And and obviously they go out and get Mookie Betts in the offseason. He's having a fantastic season. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, to win eight straight divisions in today's era of baseball, that is damn impressive. Absolutely. So your sad the night tonight is eight as the Dodgers win last night and they clinch the National League West. Can I give you another stat? Stat of the night? Yeah, stat it up. On, since we're on baseball, since we're talking baseball here. So stat. Kyle Hendricks. Gave up two home runs to start the game. Yes, back tonight. to back jacks to tonight. start the game. Yes, two tonight. batters one. To Top batters three. One. The Cubs are losing still. It's two one Pirates in Pittsburgh. Two batters one and batters two. Do you know the last Cubs pitcher to give up back to back jacks to start a game? To start a game. Mm-hmm. It's Te- recent. Uh, how recent? Recent. Like this season? No. Like last season? No. He like, made it sound like it was yesterday. Yeah, like what are you Recent. doing here? I was going to give you Ted Lilly. No, twas not Ted okay. Lilly. All right. Carlos Zimbrano. Twas not. Okay. It was, in fact, Kyle Hendricks himself. All right. May 1st of 2018 against Colorado. The last Cub to do it before him, 1937, a Tex Carlton yeah, against the Boston Bees. Oh. He gave up two jacks, yeah. and he went around, and they, they, they had hot dogs after the game because yeah. that's what they did. They ate hot dogs, and they boxed ears. Yeah. They drank beer. There were no steroids back then, just hot dogs and beer. Schlitz and Luckies is what they ate. They drank, and they smoked. They smoked the okay. right. Luckies. Yeah. They ate hot dogs, oh, and the they drank dogs. Schlitz. That's what they're eating. Okay, yes. They yeah. drank Schlitz every night. Yeah. Schlitz, malt liquor. Yes, no, for your, I know. For your belly. Yes. That's the... For your belly, yes. For your belly. And, and your health. And your health. <laughs> for your health. Those were what the Luckies were for. They clean everything out. Yeah. The Luckies right. cleaned everything out back in 1937. In one end, out the other. Absolutely. Against the Boston Bees, Chris. The yeah. Boston Bees. Yeah, all right. Tex Carlton. Yeah, Not yes. how you think it would be spelled. C-A-R-L-E-T-O-N. Carlton. Tex Carleton. You know thanks, what? Thanks to Sarah Langs for that. You know what? Thank you, Sarah. And uh, you're right. That's not how I would have spelled that. Yep, you're right. Tex Carleton against the Boston Bees in 1937. We'll be back with more Little Orphan Annie next in just two minutes. The Baseball Show with Black and Abdallah <laughs> on Chicago's <laughs> home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app.